In today's conversation with Joyce, uh, it was amazing to me how uh, we would uh, launch a topic, in today's case, uh, coping with being overwhelmed, and how she sees it uh, in terms of one way, and I see it completely opposite. So the theme that emerges is no easy answers, but the challenge of pushing through being overwhelmed in a world that easily overwhelms is an important topic. And particularly with HROD, uh, it's our time. Uh, there are big challenges in the workplace as the shift takes place. Not a lot of people are very pleased. So we need to be at our best uh, when we may not feel at our best. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Estoy listo. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. How are you? Well, I um, am a little overwhelmed like the rest of the world. Too many different calls, uh, whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's writing, whether it's getting ready for a next stage in life, whether that's somebody having a kid getting married or me going, I know I can't stay in this house too long. What am I going to do? So, um, I had a moment of going, oh, I just want to suck my thumb. And ironically, as we chat a little bit before we start, you mentioned the need for self-care in OD work. And I think that we should pursue that since I'm in need of self-care. <laughs> no, really. Go ahead. I think it's very important. And like I yeah. did, I quit every six weeks. You know, it's so uh, I'm glad that we both came into this space thinking about being overwhelmed and how <laughs> do you be at your best and your sharpest and your edge. And I think about what's happening in the world, what's happening in organizations and the burden and challenge uh, is probably greater on OD and HR than ever. And so while having this compassion for the organization and, and the culture and how you support people and how do you lead big change um, is to kind of put the mirror up and say, how do I be my best given the environment that I'm playing in and the need? You just said, suck your thumb. I love it because I think being still so often uh, is is a great way to to get that anchoring and and getting that kind of okay i know where i am i know what i need to be doing um and it's tough i i just think keeping that edge in a world that is just so uncertain and crazy uh is so needed today by od and how do they do it how, how and, do they HR, and hr and hr even and more HR. even more because yeah you know, I had an odd reaction to some of the words you used about the burden and the challenge. And the, I had this shift in my head saying, and what about what a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. And I meant it, not like some old Chinese saying, you know, opportunity or trouble equals. It was like I thought, gosh, it's such the time 
for HRNOD to have their point of view about leadership and to get in there. So it's it's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, um, except to say one of the ways I hired my days of disillusionment and, you know, the old phrase, which I hate is they don't get it because they don't get it because you don't tell it or sell it well. So mm. um, I don't know. I forgot my, here's what I, what I was saying too is, no, I didn't need to get quiet. I needed to talk. Ah. Uh. I needed to blow off steam. I needed to have a colleague that I could trust enough or an outside source that I could spill my guts, be mad at everybody, not like anybody or anything, and empty myself uh, because there's so much forbearance mm. that goes on in the OD role of taking strong, irritated, big, bold language and not overreacting or underreacting to it. And... Um, yeah, so it's funny. And I'd also been writing on um, the impact of words. And so as you were describing the negative words, I was playing with their opposite. So we have a little dynamic going on here. It's called the opposite will pop up. <laughs> it will. Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, the opposite. So I said stillness and solitude and reflection. Mm -hmm. You said, no, I, I need to talk. Rather. Uh, what really struck me when you uh, said that uh, is if I think about how I kept my edge sharp in mm -hmm. HR and OD, mm -hmm. I had... Um, what I would call advisors, they weren't advisors necessarily, but, but people that I could go to and get recharged mm -hmm. or get challenged or yeah. could, you know, throw up in terms of how I'm feeling and seeing mm -hmm. the world. And somehow uh, I, I leave more positive, I leave more energized, I leave more clear. And um, yeah, and it's true today. I mean, it's what you do for me, and it's what a small group of friends uh, does for me uh, in terms of my life to keep me kind of sharp and crisp and living fully. Yes. And I'm trying to think how I really, yeah, I, when I talked and let it all out, um, Two, I kind of did like the challenge. Mm -hmm. So I kind of liked the fight. And sometimes, it, given that we were in food retailing, they're not, you know, they look at anything that is an action to sell groceries as non productive time. Yeah. Training and OD work was called and budgeted as non productive time. So I kind of liked having to prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when you were in those positions, how did you keep uh, that stiff backbone to, to at least confront those? 
I want to say, how did you? <laughs> I, I, I kind of, um, I didn't give up. Yeah. And I, I didn't give up and I, and when, and to be concrete, let's say selling an idea like learning groups that we've talked about here. I just didn't get into a fight actually. Yeah. I would, I would present my idea. They'd make fun of it and I'd leave. I laughed. Yeah. I laughed with them until my reputation became, here she comes. Here she comes. There's going to be too many words and too many ideas, duck. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, you know, last, last uh, podcast, we talked about leadership being uh, a way of being and not so much a role or a task. And if, if I think about uh, taking that conversation and putting it in the context of OD, you were pretty clear about how you saw uh, your role in the organization and seemed to be able to navigate, uh, whether it be a challenge, an opportunity, a new way of looking at something, shattering a sacred cow, non-productive. We can't spend any hours for the next right. 12 weeks. Uh, right. Don't don't order any supplies. Have people take their groceries out in their hands. <laughs> and, and you were great at, at, at kind of slowing the system and getting people to see what's really going on here. Well, or waiting for the right or, moment. And I think I stayed good-natured. I wasn't that committed. I was willing to wait, to bend, to give something up to say, okay, that's not a good idea right now. And to, oh gosh, and to admit, I right now I'm ducking my head because I made some really big, blatant, wrong decisions. Can you <laughs> give, oh, give me an example, Joyce? Oh, man. I tended to pack the agenda too tight, Ugh. which of a three-day yeah. treat. So I can't remember what country we were in. I think it was the U.S., but I built in a sabbatical. So at the end of the day, everybody got to choose a class to go to. And it was too fast. Hurry up, go put yeah. on a gi. You're going to go do Tai Chi. Hey, quick, paint a fish. Hey, what? You know. Yeah, you're having a great conversation. Time to move on. That's right. <laughs> and I made the agenda too crowded in that if and I wasn't at my best, I could have managed it if I were. I had everybody of 150 people bring a new product possibility. Yep. And salt was big. People brought salt, and half the room was going, "Salt? Are you kidding? Salt is salt." <laughs> um, and I could have done a great day long with taking what they brought having them uh, extrapolate what the possibility for a market was or putting them together with random pieces of new ideas and saying, what does that mean? But instead it became too hurried. Yeah. And too so, much in the, in the three days. And it yeah. was worse at the end, which I'm not going to talk about. 
Well, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm thinking as, as you share this story is, uh, you know, I can think of times when I've done uh, an interactive meeting or uh, facilitated a session, and I'm feeling like deer in the headlights, like I'm mm-hmm. lost about where mm-hmm. I am, I'm lost mm-hmm. about where the conversation yeah. is. Yeah. And it seems that you, I'm sure you experience it, but it seems that you, and I think I were able to pivot as opposed to just following it to its, yes. you know. Yes. To and its, the times I'm talking about it was when I couldn't pivot, uh, when I did yeah. get frozen. And, and I don't know why. I really don't know. I, mm, I'm not going to tell more. I don't want to. Well, I'm curious, Joyce. So when you have... When you have those big gaffes, uh, uh, how do you how do you manage your way to the other side of it? Not so much in that meeting or that situation, but the next time. How how do you come back? Oh, at it? well, since I never did a next time, <laughs> I, I was okay. I hardly ever did the same thing twice for those large meetings. But I would go around and. Um, face the music and it was and I didn't do it with the top CEO because there was an acquisition going on at the time and our relationship was awkward Mm -hmm. until I did so I had to go around and say wow I you know I realized that was too much or this didn't work or how should we follow up on this piece that went to hell so it was um admitting defeat in a way that didn't let because in food retailing and and in many organizations you can't go belly up you can't you know you've got to and especially perhaps I don't know as a woman I had a brother who picked on me a lot so maybe that's why I liked it Um, so I wouldn't go around and say oh I hate it I really blew that like I'm talking now yeah, and I'd say, boy, that didn't seem to work. Do we need to do anything on it? I know I was uncomfortable. So dump all over me, and then they—it was you can't let it be unspoken. Yeah, and do so mother, a mess up. So I'm going to play on your theme of uh, as I listen to your words. I think of the plus side or the positive side, and. And I think about uh, most companies, uh, if you ask them to describe their meetings, they, they will tell you that they're unproductive, they're you know, not engaging, uh, work doesn't get done, uh, it's just really? people talking at me. And, and what I would tell you is, is if I think about the impact that you had on the organization, sure, the culture, uh, leadership, but, but how people thought about coming together was really transformed. And, and mm-hmm. I think part, part of that was you're experimenting, you're packing perhaps too many things in and yeah. then pivoting, uh, but your, beating, your meetings were never boring. No, uh, <laughs> not for me either. And I, I would argue if, if, if I look at my own uh, tendency to overpack, it's it's literally coming in a in a business that you need to feel that every moment's got to be productive. Yeah. And if if you come in with this kind of 
NTL learning lab open format mm-hmm. and people are going to like, what the hell are we doing here? So, although, yes, although I, I love that. And I'm remembering we did a three day conversation with your, with the leadership team that you were part of, that you helped yeah. facilitate where we had no agenda and no notes and no, it was all about dialogue. Ah! And, and it was, to your point, or where I think you were going, it, it was uh, it was transformative. Yeah, meaning that we all left that three days in a very different space, both individually and how we saw each other and how we were as mm-hmm. a team. We were ready for the fight, meaning to go out and win in the markets. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, because what emerged, which and, and I I love that kind of work was a coherence that was surprising because it was a top leadership team in food retailing that cared more about, were proud of the fight to do really progressive um, associate employee policy and work in a tough environment for profit. That's what began to cohere. It's a funny thing how that developed because over in Europe, it was all food, 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 who cares about people? But this was um, a group that said, you know what? You can be really good to people and it's really good for the business, even in a tough business. And uh, so I'm going to kind of blend both of our (laughs) opposite ways of seeing the world. Remember I said, you know, when I'm really feeling overwhelmed and I need to get grounded, I, I need to be still. And you said, no, I need to talk. If I look at what you did in those three days, we're in a beautiful coastal community here in North Carolina. We were in a fabulous uh, resort location in a, in a rustic kind of way, not in a, you know, fancy Myrtle right. Beach way. Uh, and it was soothing and we had coffee time with biscuits and so we did (laughs) well where where i'm going is yeah it it made us all slow down yes and we talked we had real conversations not cocktail talk we had real conversation and i put very light not structure but i think i gave about four tools that anybody could call on to use. And one was to call for a minute of no words. Mm. And another was, I just love this, I think I borrowed it from Gestalt, where you go around the group when it gets so lost, where you each person says, I want and we need So I want to have a structure. We need to learn looseness. I want to Mm -hmm. talk about food. We need to talk about people. You know, whatever it was. And and it worked a miracle because the right direction would emerge. So it wasn't, it had, it was totally open on content with a few lightweight tools. And we've gotten away from how do you take care of yourself? Yeah, and I'm reading a book right now. Yeah, well, and I'm 
reading a book right now called Self-Compassion. And it's uh, uh, a book that uh, talks about us, not me, us, we, Mm -hmm. not taking the time to care for ourselves uh, in a loving, kind way, Mm -hmm. the way we do for others, you know, so you kick the shit out of yourself and you nurture the world. And uh, I don't know where to go with it, but I think uh, if there's anyone out there listening and thinking, you know, I'm really hard on myself or I always put others before me, um, boy, this is a business. You, you got to find a way to, to recharge and renew and revitalize. Uh, I'm laughing sarcastically because self-care has become mainstream and at first it was women saying yeah 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 but now corporate america is learning the softer side of productivity but there's some stiff winds and we've only got a few more Mm -hmm. minutes but there are some stiff winds of resistance Mm -hmm. in my mind to that happening because you know th- w- uh, you know we were talking about uh, grocery business non-productive is training and learning yeah. and productive yeah, growing, is, anything growing people growing non-productive i i think we do the same judging in our head so if i'm doing something that's helping whether it's mm-hmm. pay bills whether it's read a book to the kids that's all productive uh if i take a walk to the end of the block to get kind of some fresh air and a little bit of exercise mm-hmm. S- somehow that has a little bit of a uh, a less than in terms of uh, the at least that's what i find is it, so that is your voice talking to you well just that that i i see like i've i've been on a year's journey trying to get a daily meditation routine yeah and i find it so challenging on some days because i want to be busy mm-hmm you know, my head's racing and I, I mm-hmm. literally, um, you know, ultimately, uh, uh, unless I really force myself first thing in the morning, I find it so hard to do. And I, so it's like, why don't I value that time mm-hmm. as, as much as I do preparing a meal or watching TV or meeting with someone? That's self-care. That's self-compassion. That's me taking care of myself. Well, this is one I'd love to hear from listeners on. Yeah. Because HR and OD can become the functions that don't care for themselves, don't honor themselves enough, don't give themselves enough credit. Um, And what I'm fighting, saying is that it used to be such a feminist issue. And now it's... um, more a power issue, but anyhow, this topic of self-care in the ODHR role is a good one, and we've wandered around the board, but I think it mm. matters. Yeah. So thank you for bringing it up. And I think your last uh, sharing about uh, our first nature is not to tend to ourselves because we're so busy tending for others. It's kind of the single parent challenge and dilemma. I know I should let that go. 
No, I'm, it just makes me, I'm quiet because I'm wanting to say more. And it's okay. It's time. It's time. So think on this. Yes. Let's think on it. And I, we want to hear from you and, uh, yeah, why don't you go have a conversation and I'll go sit in a corner and be still. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, till the next Bye. time. Bye. What really became clear to me in my conversation with Joyce is just how pressurized today's work environment, and for that matter, our world at large, Uh, that there's just so much that's coming at us that it's inevitable that we get overwhelmed. And uh, while Joyce and I bantered back and forth what works, what doesn't work for us, how we get ourselves back up, how we slow down to speed up, how we talk to move forward, uh, this is uh, a conversation that we all need to be having. So my hope for you in listening to today is that you give some thought to your own circumstance and take action in terms of how you push through being overwhelmed. So until the next time, thank you for stopping by with us and be well.